Sonia Grace, a mystic healer, energy surgeon, psychic, shamanic practitioner. There are labels without substance, and then there are those who embody those very qualities. Sonia Grace is one of those individuals. Her gifts, she says, began at a very early age. Her ability to tap into the subtle realms of this planet and multiple dimensions, gain insight from wise guides, and impart that knowledge to the many people she has helped around the world is what Sonia does so flawlessly and with uncanny accuracy. I had the pleasure of spending some time with Sonia while in the UK, and I have seen her gifts at work with my own eyes. I wanted to engage Sonia in a conversation about the recent Mercury retrograde, but not from a typical or canned perspective. No surprise, Sonia gave us much more than meets the eye or the typical astrological profile. Hers was deeply insightful and candid, with no shortage of useful advice to those who may find themselves navigating what appears to be the most challenging of times. Let's listen in to what Sonia had to share. Sonia, you know the feeling when you first meet someone and there's an absolute connection right from the start. And I have to say, that was certainly the case when I met you just over a week or so ago, while we were both at the wonderful Awakening UFO and Conscious Life Expo in Manchester over in the UK. And I'm going to say, what a trip, both literally and figuratively, wouldn't you say? <laughs> it was. It was really a trip. And I have to tell you, I'm I'm really delighted to be on your show and and oh. to have reconnected, remet in Manchester. That was a fabulous uh, expo. There were tons of people, and you know, I I had such a good time, and I just adore Mike Anthony, and yeah. I, I'm I'm so happy that we got to be there. Absolutely, it was yeah. really a nice bonding session and bonding with the, all the folks over in the UK. So shout out to you, journeyers. I'm going to say right now, shout out to you all in the UK. We hope to see you again soon. Yeah, well, and we hope you and we hope you cool down because it's like 101 there today. Yeah, it's really yeah. been yeah. It, of yeah. course, right after we left, right? We had the, the windswept <laughs> rain and the you know I I heard a rumor there was a tornado somewhere, and then I guess we needed to just leave so they could get. I know. <laughs> so they're <laughs> they can on, get back to their summer. Right. Oh my gosh. Well, listen. After our several amazing conversations while we were over there, I knew I needed to have you on the show, Sonia, and in short order. And I want to thank you so much for making the time, of which I know is very tight for you, to agree to come on and discuss what I think is a very important and timely matter. So I want to formally thank you and welcome you to Higher Journeys Radio for the very first time. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm so honored. And I, I, I really appreciate uh, being able to connect with your listeners and be able to share some things yes. of what you and I discussed uh, over in Manchester. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. there's a lot. So we're going to dig right in. Well, listen, I've been trying to figure out uh, just how to open up this discussion with you, Sonia, having to do with this period that we're in right now. We're actually sort of on the back end. Soon we'll be looking at it in the rearview mirror, hopefully. And that is Mercury retrograde. Now, as you mm -hmm. well know, uh, Mercury retrograde periods happen typically three or four times in a calendar year. But it seems that these, what I'll call MRs of late, have been gaining in intensity, and along with it can come or appear to be complete tumult, confusion, and topsy-turvy conditions. This was uh, one of those, and no exception, I would say. Uh, so you and I witnessed one such incident that you sensed would happen several days before it occurred while we were in Manchester, and I'm not going to get into the details of that on this show, not to do here. 
But your being so accurate and picking up on some of the energies at the time had me so intrigued that I thought our audience would benefit greatly from your insight into this and other matters. So I want to start with a question, Sonia. What are we dealing with right now? I mean, I know this is more than just Mercury and retrograde. What are some of the other elements at play? Well, first of all, you know, as a mystic and a healer in my daily life of, you know, working with people on the phone long distance all over the world, I I love astrology. I call myself a junior astrologer, but I am not I am not by trade an astrologer. I am by trade someone who looks at all the signs. I look at everything that's coming in. If the guy at the grocery store who's bagging my groceries is talking to me, in my opinion, that's God talking to me mm-hmm. through that guy. Anybody who talks to me, it's that is creator speaking directly to me. I pay attention to what everything that comes through because it is a message from above. And I believe that, you know, Mercury being retrograde, yeah, we all <clears throat> go through all these things with it. You know, we were late. They, they lost our bags from mm. Dublin to Manchester. I mean, things like that. Same with me. For the yeah. record, we, that's how, where we first bonded. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. And it's common. But the thing I always say about Mercury retrograde is that it's a time for do-overs. If you notice during this retrograde time, there's things that you did not get to resolve a long time ago that are suddenly in your face again. And they're getting a do-over there's another chance to make it right. And so to me, this is the positive side to Mercury retrograde, is how can I reapproach this person or situation and have a do-over and make it right? And, And the other influence that we've got going on that is tremendous during this Mercury retrograde is we have Jupiter retrograde, we have Saturn retrograde, and we have Pluto retrograde. All three of those planets are heavy hitting, hard core, like serious stuff. Hmm. Jupiter is the planet of good fortune. Everything that you want, everything that you desire, Jupiter is the planet that we need in our chart to bring us that fruition of whatever it is we're trying to manifest. When Jupiter is retrograde, I mean, there, I always say, in the in the game of Monopoly, you get the get out of jail free card. Mm-hmm. There is no get out of jail free card when Jupiter is retrograde. There is you you have, you just have to deal with it. It's and then you have Saturn, which is this hard hitting, hardcore planet that leaves no stone unturned. When Saturn's retrograde, you're you're busy looking at everything that you did not want to look at, and you're having to deal with it. And then Pluto, <laughs> Pluto retrograde is, you know, Pluto to me is the, you know, do it or die planet. It's the, you know, get it or forget about it. It's you, you, Pluto, there is total transformation with Pluto. So Pluto being retrograde, basically, I have said to my clients, this is everybody's dark night of the soul. Hmm. This last three months have been super, super hard in many aspects for people. So it's not We can't dump it all on Mercury. There's other aspects going on, and everything's going direct here pretty soon. We've got Mercury going direct on August 1st. We have Jupiter going direct, thank God, August 12th. We have Saturn going direct 
August, or excuse me, September 18th. Oh my. And we have Pluto going direct October 3rd. So it sounds so, like we're going to still have, you know, again, thank you for that. The, the, the yeah. clarity of that re really succinct in how you explain not just one planet in retrograde, but four in all and all being very intense. So we've got Mercury uh, going direct in the next day or two. Mm -hmm. uh, by the time the show airs, it'll be about a day. But but we've got three more planets that are still going to be wreaking a little bit of havoc. What what do we need right. to be looking for right. there? How do we navigate that? Sonia? Well, and we haven't even discussed the fact that Neptune is retrograde, and we have not <laughs> discussed that Uranus goes retrograde August 12th. So, uh, so okay, so not being an astrologer I, I, and being very much uh, a, a mystic in my approach to all the things that I receive as in messages from my guides and working with higher energies, I, I want to say that we've all noticed around the world, no matter where you are, that there's some very wonky things going on. There's difficulty in in relationships with people in communities in countries you know all the way down the line there seems to be sort of a friction an energy that's very difficult for people to deal with there's a lot of intolerance there's a lot of impatience and there's a lot of anger and all of these things in my humble opinion have to do with this energy being retrograde meaning it's sort of like the universe is saying, oh, you guys all really need to take some kind of assessment here yes, of agreed. how mm -hmm. out of control your anger and your lack of compassion is. Right. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. In fact, one of my yep. questions was, you know, I've always been one who sensed that the tumult that we've been experiencing of late, particularly now, <laughs> is in some sense a universal calling for all of us to ultimately recognize our gifts. I like to say the madness uh, there's magic within the ma magic, or there's there's magic within the madness if we can understand right. that perhaps this is a, a you know a lesson in entropy reduction. I always like to to, to borrow yeah. from Tom Campbell's uh, wonderful phrase: "We're in an entropy reduction trainer for souls." Would you agree mm -hmm. with that? Uh, you know, is you know, is yes, I would, and I and I want to add to for your listeners that in this spiritual community that we are all in, there's this there there becomes a pressure, if you will, that somehow we have to be something. We have to be psychic. We have to be sensitive. We have to be empathic. We have to become a Reiki worker. We have to become something. And I really want to take everybody off the hook and simply say who you are and who you came through as a soul in a body on the earth is absolutely perfect. It is absolutely beautiful as that is. And that the only thing required of all of us is to love at the deepest level mm. of our being. That's it. If we all sat in meditation and simply, you know, allowed ourselves to love everyone around the world as much as we love our children and our parents and our dog and our cat, we would accomplish truly what we are meant to accomplish being here. Mm. So, so the, 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 the need to become, I think is a little bit over the top because we, by, by nature, we are so competitive 
and we are extremely addicted in yeah. our in our society. We're I very agree. addicted. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you, and I, I dare say we all know, Sonia, that this is a, a part of the program, the indoctrination, perhaps over millennia, and you know, humanity has fallen for it. So that that's yeah. a very yeah. thank you for that message. We can't hear it enough. Whatever mm-hmm. iteration needs to be expressed, love is the way. As cliche as it sounds. Uh, and yet it seems because we're being uh, reminded of the antithesis of that every day. We look at our, our, our medias, particularly our mainstream medias, and it's showing us the opposite. We're falling into the resonance of that. Yeah. We've got to hear from people like yourself more often to say, don't fall for it. Love is the way. Mm-hmm. I, this brings me to mm-hmm. a question I want to ask you. And I, I really want to keep this on the on the, on the the glass half full versus its opposite. Yes. I want to ask you, now you you have the guides that you talk so lovingly about, and so uh, they're, they're so integral to your life. They seem to walk side by side with you, and they're so willing to impart great knowledge and understanding to you. Have they given you any sense, Sonia, as to whether or not we as a species are right now being interfered with at some level? Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's, that is a, a big part of the human race. I I learned and in all of my research believe that the human form, our human physical form, came to Earth 20 million years ago. And that over the time of 20 million years, we have experienced different phases of humanity where what I call demigods or star beings, and these are the good guys, um, come through and sort of help shape and formulate different areas around the world of humans, giving them, you know, direction and ceremony and, you know, all the things that people have learned and brought through time. And, 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 you know, and, and certainly we see with, uh, you know, artifacts and things that have been found in various sites around the world. So you have all of that influence, but then you have the ET influence. And mm-hmm. ETs are very different from demigods. ETs are more like the human being, the human form, in that they are not, you know, demigod status. The demigods are right up there with the angels and, you know, right up there next to creator. These, the, the aliens that we're talking about now, greys, reptilians, shadow aliens, you know, all the different types that come through. These guys are much more, um, uh, you know, they have agendas. They have things that they want. Mm -hmm. And they have ideas about this planet and about the human race that they would like to see happen. One group may want to take over the human race because they don't like the way we've managed things. One group may want to get tissue samples from us and create hybrids like the greys have done. You know, one, I mean, there's, there's agendas. That's the whole point. They have an agenda. Hmm. And, and there is a lot of interference. I believe that there is a dumbing down, if you will, a vibration that dumbs down humanity, keeps us in a state of inertia and, you know, sort of this amnesia that we can't remember where we've been and what we did in past hmm. lives. And I, and I feel, you know, not as a victim, but as someone observing the energies of this planet, that this is what goes on a lot. Hmm. And w- if we bring this full circle back to addiction, when people are indulging, as humans love to do, in various addictions from alcohol to computers, the internet, you know, gaming, 
you know, all kinds of, of addictions that we have, we allow that energy to come in hmm. because now we've lowered our vibration. We've lowered everything in our energy field so that that other energy can come in sure. and yeah, infiltrate. Interesting. Yep. That makes sense yep. perfectly. So, so <sighs> my, so for your listeners, you know, the, the ray of hope in all of that is we have free will mm -hmm. and we can say no. And no is very powerful <clears throat> because when you have free will, you can actually stop anything from coming into your space by using that, that word, no. Just no. Okay. Just say yeah. no. Just say no. Mm. That's right. Okay. That's and right. with power. Well, I, I, I always felt that the spoken word and I'm in, as a as a speaker uh, you know speaking out loud a lot there's something even mm -hmm. more powerful to the to that spoken word say it out loud because it has its own vibration and will resonate with with you know it will magnetize uh, the, mm -hmm. the circumstances of which you speak it works both ways of course so mm -hmm. I think that's incredibly powerful well you know you, you talk about you've, you've given us a lot there and a lot to kind of ponder in terms of that interference factor uh, and mm -hmm. we've heard semblances of this before, but I'm wondering, Sonia, are there some people that seem, it seems that some individuals are less impervious to the effects of all of this, including the retrogrades, including the interference than others. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that is? I know we're all, we're different, but. Uh, we are all different. And here's, here, you know, <laughs> you know, after doing this work for 38 years, I have heard this, the, the, the phrase, we are all one mm -hmm. so many times mm -hmm. it's it's enough to make your hair curl and <laughs> you know that the part that's missing in that again is the addiction part and that is that when we don't have healthy boundaries when we don't understand this is my stuff that's your stuff okay you're really empathic you need really good boundaries so that you're not taking on other people's stuff that we get that phrase mixed into all of that. Oh, mm -hmm. we are all one. We, you know, I've had people write me emails and say, you know, I'm just like you and I have this and that and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know what, what, what creates all of us to be unique and individual is we all have karma mm -hmm. and your past lives. And when you came through to earth is different than my past lives. And when I came through to earth and what I came here to do is different than what you came here to do. And everybody came here with a purpose. Mm -hmm. And that purpose is what we're all trying to get back to. And and our lives have paralleled that purpose to some extent. For example, I've always been a healer. I've always been a mystic and worked in, you know, in the unseen world. That's been my path. That's what I right. had to do coming through here. But as someone else may have the path of being uh, a, a, an ex, a, a, what do you call that? A, um, uh, uh, you mix gold and, and metals. An alchemist. Um, an alchemist, mm -hmm. yes. And they came here to Earth to actually study the metals of sure. the Earth. Because ultimately, lifetime after lifetime, they were an alchemist. And, you know, so everybody's different. But we all share something, which is why we get this phrase, we are all one, so convoluted and kind of mixed up. And that is, we all have a palette of emotions and we all share the same emotions, grief, anger, joy, frustration, um, you know, rejection, abandonment, betrayal. We all share this stuff. And that's where we can we can relate to each other and say, wow, 
I feel really angry. Well, so do I. And, <clears throat> and then we get, but see, we get that, that connection of those emotions going. And then, and then here's the tricky part. Then we start to create more karma because we have actually connected those emotions like energy to each other, mm-hmm. literally like lines of energy going to each other. So, so what's the solution to that? We need to ground our energy. We need to ground those Let's emotions. talk about that. Let's talk about grounding energy. I'm glad you brought that up. Oh, you're giving, you're just really hitting it hard, girlfriend, today. This I is great it. stuff. You're on it. <laughs> Let's talk about yep. grounding. I know that this has been talked about in several different uh, um different contexts. There are people that mm-hmm. have talked about some of the things that are going on under our earth that may uh, not make grounding as effective as it used to be. Then there's others that say, let's get our bare feet on the ground. Can you talk about that and maybe give a little bit yeah. of advice as to how we would go about that? Sure. I, you know, I teach the basis of my work is a grounding meditation that I teach in all of my workshops, all of my meditation retreats. This is the basis of my work. And I feel that grounding our energy, connecting our energy deep into the earth and receiving earth energy back up into our bodies is really important because our first relationship here on this planet is with her, Mm -hmm. is with the earth. Yes, we all feel connected to each other and we have soulmates and we have all these, you know, connections to people that are karmic. But our our real relationship and first and foremost relationship is with the planet. And and if we get that and we really get that our energy is supposed to be going deep into the planet and we receive energy back up into our bodies, it, there's a whole different uh, understanding and connection that we have to everything that's going on, uh, organic and otherwise. I mm-hmm. mean, it's amazing when we start doing this. And I and I always, uh, you know, the quick grounding. This is is this is not the meditation that I teach, but the quick one is just to open up the bottom of your feet and let the top of your head be open, and imagine <clears throat> a beautiful river of water running down through your body, out your feet, into the ground, and just wash away anything that doesn't need to be there. I love it. It can flow down your arms, out your hands, into the earth, and it can it can just wash all that stuff that you're holding in your body deep into the earth. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that we <clears throat> do need to take the step of taking our shoes off. Obviously, weather conditions for most of us are, are right yeah. uh, for, yeah. for doing that. Get outside, take your shoes off, and then do this visual of this washing coming in through the head and then out through yeah. the feet. I love I it. Call it. I call it run the river. And, I, you know, years ago, I used to teach, you know, I, I was a classical ballerina. And yes, I, danced I learned that. I saw yeah. some footage that you look beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. I, yeah, I, I was with the Oregon Shakespeare Festival for 10 years. And I <clears throat> used to teach a, a seniors class, a um, uh, kind of a movement for seniors. And I just love these people. I think the youngest was 75 and the oldest was 95. Oh, my goodness. That's and, beautiful. you know, they all had a chair and they all had to stand with their chair. But I did this run the river uh, exercise with them at the end of every class. And every single person in that class that had high blood pressure came to me and said their blood pressure had gone down from from doing that. Wow. 
Yeah, and it yet was it so makes cool. sense. Well, it was think so cool. think yeah. of it. That's that's powerful. But think about what we're talking about, Sonia. We're talking about taking an element as powerful as water. Right. We know that water is conscious. We know that we are right. inextricably linked to water. So mm-hmm. bringing that in and having that wash through us, and then the next thing I would wonder. Let's see if I can get your thoughts on this. We talk about alchemy. I look at the earth mm-hmm. as being an alchemist. So if mm-hmm. we're giving the earth our problems and saying, compost this for me, mm-hmm. alchemize it, transmute it, mm-hmm. is can, mm-hmm. is that happening? Can that happen? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, her abilities as a being are, are you know, far exceed anything <laughs> that we you know, humble, mere little humans can understand. Yeah. She is a powerful being. And all the planets in, in the in the universe have a being in them. It's just her body happens to be round, you know, and that's her body. But she's ancient. She's old. She's been in this body for millions of years. And she can ha- she can handle it. She has a way of transmuting, transforming that energy. And, you know, years ago, I, I remember seeing her, the go- I call her the goddess. She literally rose up out of the earth. She was huge. Mm. And she stood looming over me. And she said, the thing that makes me really sad is she says, people used to bring me their problems. Mm. They used to tell me their stories. They used to talk to me, you know, and, and sit with me and, and share what was going on. And then she kind of looked away and she looked really sad and she said, they don't do that anymore. That's all she said. She didn't blame us. She didn't say, you know, well, humans have really, you know, fallen off track, whatever. She just said, they don't do that anymore. And I thought, oh my God, you know, we are so lucky. We are so blessed Mm. to be on this planet. And yes, that's what people did in the old days. We didn't have freaking phones and TV and everything. We sat on rocks and we talked to the earth. We talked to her. We shared what was going on. Oh, this is so, oh, that's, how long ago did you get that message from her? Oh God, that was, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. So easy. Yeah. Do you suppose we're being called back to her? I feel like I want to cry right now. Mm-hmm. I yeah, really do. We are are we, we, we are. being called back to her to say, I welcome you to give me yes. the burdens, all the things that you all are complaining about and the things that are making you unhappy. I'm here. Just recognize mm-hmm. me. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Journeyers, I think this is powerful. I hope you're listening to every word Sonia has to say. I know I am, and I'm going to put some of these things into action. Well, we, getting... We, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. We, we, have, we have so much attention p- because of the internet placed upon how we look, how our presentation is, what our social media is, what... Mm-hmm. I mean, there is so much pressure on people uh, in weird ways to to be almost like performing, you know, oh, I posted a picture, I did yeah. this, and they saw that. And it's like, oh, my God, people, we have to stop I know. being so uh, uh, attached to that in, in the way that we are and get back to the planet and what's really important here. Because I'm telling you, um, she has her cycles and her things that she goes through naturally. And one of the things I see us heading for, which is why we're in a warming trend, is eventually we will start to cool. And when the earth starts to cool, we will get ready and go into an ice age. 
And this has been the way of this planet for millions of years. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, always moving, always movement, never stagnant. So in cycles. Mm-hmm. You visit so many of our uh, well-known and maybe even not so uh, well-known megalithic sites. What have you been getting from some of the areas that you've gone to recently in terms of messages? Because this is all part of planet planet Earth, her. This is the Great Mother. Yeah. Well, the, the, a lot of the stone circles that I've visited in the UK and one in particular in Norway, I went to called Stoppelstein, and it is a... Um, it's a really ancient stone circle, and I um, I created a, an oracle deck. It's called Odin and the Nine. Yes, Realms. I wanted to bring that up. I yeah, talk it, about it, that. It, well, it comes out August twentieth, and I saw all the Norse gods uh, literally walk out of this uh, it, this portal, which is what these stone circles are. They're portals, and they shared a lot of information. They took me into all the nine realms. Um, it, you can the, the book is fantastic that goes with the cards and I did all the artwork for the cards um, my depiction of all the the Norse gods and the realms and all of it and you know the thing that was so interesting to me that I have seen and experienced is both at this stone circle and many uh, you know Castle Rig and Swinside and Avebury Circle and Stonehenge the, these portals either receive energy from the cosmos or energy leaves the earth out to the cosmos or both are received and uh, transmitted. And this is what Stonehenge is. It receives and it transmits. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you, when we went to Castle Rig, which is in the, the Lake District in the UK, that was wild. I mean, that was seriously wild. I was with a, a whole group. We were, it was a camera crew and a bunch of us were we went into the stone circle and it's like everything changed this particular circle is one that receives cosmic energy and uh, it it is in my opinion my research and what i saw it is the bridge that we um you know that 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 bridges us to other worlds Mm. i mean it's it's amazing and we we were all high when we got out of that circle i mean it literally felt like we were high we everything time space everything shifted it was wild i've had that experience i i uh, the last time i was in the uk was last september and a colleague brought me to a place called stanton drew which is in uh the county of somerset near near uh, glastonbury Mm -hmm. bristol area Mm -hmm. and have you heard of that stanton drew it's, yes, I've heard of you it. You have. haven't been there. It's yeah. it's really quite amazing. And it's kind of a, you know, a little secret. A lot of people are not aware of it. But he brought me there and we went into this uh, incredible circle. And immediately, uh, I felt um, a sense. Well, I'll tell you, I felt like I wanted to collapse, actually. It was very, it was yeah. very intense. Yeah. He, on the other hand, who uh, had been dealing with a, a bit of a... Um, physical debilitation felt the opposite effect he felt Uh energized so it's almost like it balance it was a a source of balance but i definitely felt a shift when i walked into that space you know avebury circle is not far from stonehenge and it's huge it actually encompasses a village that was built in the you know like one side of the circle and on the inside of the circle but Avery Circle back in the day, from the research that I've done and traveling there, 
um, it was a, it was literally a, considered a hospital. It was a place hmm. where people went to be healed, and they had these pits. They were like healing pits, and you would you would stand in this one area where they would assess what your healing problems were, and then what you needed to have healed, and then you would get sent to one of these pits. So, and here's the here's the connection to the cosmos. If you were sent to one of these pits for healing, you were transported literally through a portal for the healing. You, I mean, this is, we're talking off planet stuff. You were transported through this portal, right. healed, and then brought back. And this is, this is happening around, you know, 8,000 BC. This is after the ice age receded. This is when the Pleiadians or the, the, the beings that I call the ancient ones came and gave the people ceremonies and all kinds of rituals. They're the ones that are responsible for, for the, the megaliths being moved and placed around 4000 BC at Stonehenge. Stonehenge is a much bigger uh, uh, circle than just what we have seen. Mm -hmm. And they have discovered now through technology that there's a, a much larger site there in Salisbury Plain that that uh, indicates stones underground. I was just going to say subterranean. This is a subterranean. Yes. Okay, interesting. Yes. yes. Well, this reminds me of where I will forever talk about. I'm actually going back to Uluru and Katajuta mm -hmm. in um, uh, Central Australia. Have you been there? Have you been to Uluru as yet? No, I haven't. No, no. Huh? That is a place that I would so recommend. I know you will connect with it, but you're you're familiar with it, yes? Mm-hmm, Yes. Yet again, another uh, incredible, um, they call it the sacral chakra of the planet, actually, the, mm -hmm. the, the sacred, the, the sacral. And I had uh, the, the the honor of being in the presence of her, this mm -hmm. red, massive rock. But it said that the, the structure and the energies that uh, fluctuate around it are um, much larger even than the, the actual rock's formation. Yes. So what is yep. going on underground, Sonia? What's happening underground? Well, the first the first beings to come to Earth long before humans were here were the beings that I call the Savarok. And they're the ancient ant people. They there's very little recorded about the ant people. You know, the my my tribe, the Hopis, we, you know, we talk about the ant people once in a while, but not very often. It's it's kind of one of those things that isn't mentioned a lot. But they 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 have been here since the beginning, and they are the ones that have created all of the underground tunnels and all the areas underground that you know humans have repeatedly been saved during floods and massive you know earth changes. It's the ant people who have been, you know, who have saved them throughout time, and they live underground, and they they take care of a lot of stuff underground. But I also experienced in my travels through <coughs> Odin and the Nine Realms that there is a whole group of people that live underground right now. Yes, yes, and and it's it's really, I mean, I think it's really amazing what's going on on this planet. <laughs> that we don't know about. <laughs> sure. Oh, so much. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Will there be a revelation, do you think, uh, in terms of <laughs> what's me. happening? Do you need to take a sip of water? If you do, I can. No. Okay. No, I'm fine. Let Thank me know. You. Do you think that, that we're one day, uh, as a mass society, going to 
know for sure that this is the case, what's, what's really happening uh, beyond, not just beyond our five senses, but, you know, beyond, below our feet, in our skies, and in our midst that we may not be uh, able to see at this moment. Revelation. I, be I believe uh, one really good example as to what we can take, what we can handle as a species, and I'm talking about the masses, is take the event of Fukushima. Take that event. Look at the series of things that happened. Boom, boom, boom. We're all watching it on TV. We're all watching you know, the water pull back and then this massive wave. I mean, we watched that. And there's there's a lot of things to be said when there's an event like that, a huge event like that, that affects so many people. How we are able to handle that, assimilate that. And I firmly believe that Creator is not going to give us anything that we can't handle. You know, that's the motto I live by, it's certainly with all the people that I work with day in and day out. And I hear some of the hardest, most heartbreaking stories that you could even possibly imagine. And I know that because I have that faith and that total trust that Creator's got this, mm. this is not going to be something that, that we can't handle. We will be able to handle it. It's 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 a it's really about us mm. taking responsibility and ownership that we are the adults that our inner child is being parented and cared for by us and as adults we can handle this mm -hmm. and I tell you the one thing we really do need to handle um, like get on it yesterday is is the health and well being of this planet. Um, because because without this planet, you know, obviously without the bees and clean water and and the ability to have you know good healthy food growing, um, you know, we 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 don't really stand a chance. Right. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. So I'm I'm really big on promoting hydroponics. You know, get a tower garden. You know, call call Danielle, my gal, who sells Juice Plus, and buy a tower garden. Start growing healthy food in your own yard. You don't even have to use the soil to plant it. Get, mm. a, get a tower garden. I mean, there's so many things that we can do. So many. Agreed. That, mm. That's just a little bit from each person taking their part, taking responsibility. But see, because of the Internet, we all get overwhelmed. Oh, my God. This whole species of animals is dying. What can I possibly do? And then we become depressed and we move into a state of inertia because we can't do anything. Mm -hmm. Which is not true. And we, and we know we not, can. It's, exactly. Yeah. It's about exactly. retreat. And I go back to this idea of solitude and silence. And yes, outside if at all possible. But the answers yep. come in those gaps of silence. And we've got to allow ourselves that time you know none yeah. of what we're talking about is new they say there's nothing new under the sun mm -hmm. and but bringing this full circle we're going to have to close this down shortly unfortunately but we're going to have you back of course it, looking at the retrograde sonia this is how we started mm -hmm. this conversation as mm -hmm. as hideous as they seem and they are definitely getting more intense by the by the by the uh, each time we have one right. could that in and of itself be a teacher to show us some of the things that you're talking about, to push us in that direction where we're self-sustainable, eventually becoming a type one civilization even. But do we have to be, do we have to be in the midst of all of this tumult to get on the other side of it? You know, 
again, just like the guy who's bagging my groceries in the grocery store, everything Mm. in my life is a teacher to me. Everything. Everything. I walk outside. I hear a loud noise. They're doing construction across the street. I allow that to teach me something about my own tolerance or patience or understanding or wow look at they just put the roof on that's cool you know it's like <laughs> when you want to say stop the noise <laughs> know, exactly everything has to be something that teaches us or we start to lose that thread that we all need to compassion and to understanding and to having uh, you know uh, w- really to having compassion for each other if we don't let each other teach each other, then then we we lose compassion. And I, I think, uh, you know, like I said, day in and day out, I'm on the phone doing healing work on people. And I really appreciate all of my clients and their stories mm-hmm. because I, I learn from them. I learn and I and I have endless compassion for them because I know that. In, in everybody's reality, in everybody's world of what they are, the biggest thing that I feel each person needs is to be heard, is to be seen, and is to be loved. I don't think there's anything else to say. I know. Miss Wise Woman. Wise words <laughs> from a beautiful, beautiful soul. And mark my words on that because I got to spend some time with her. You're simply beautiful. (laughs) Well, listen, I think you'll agree, Journeyers, that this was an extraordinarily insightful conversation today. I want to encourage each and every one of you, if you enjoyed this episode, and particularly if you know someone that might resonate with some of what you heard today from Sonia, I urge you, you know what's coming, to like and share this content with your circle of friends and family. Will you now approach these retrograde periods, really life going forward differently? after hearing what Sonia had to say? Can you help someone else do uh, do so from what you've learned today? Well, if so, please go ahead and share and spread the word about my conversation with Sonia. And of course, if you enjoy Higher Journeys, I invite you to subscribe to our channel for brand new episodes each and every week. And stay tuned because Sonia is coming back. Well, I should maybe I should pose it as a question. Will you come back? <laughs> oh, I would love to. And I just want to say people can find me at at Sonia, S-O-N-J-A, Grace, G-R-A-C-E dot com. Absolutely. Thank you. You took the words out of my mouth and we will make sure we have a link. Tell us very briefly, I know you've got some stuff going on, which you can find out at soniagrace.com, but tell us a couple of things that are coming right up for you. Well, on September 28th and 29th, I will be uh, presenting a lecture Saturday at two o'clock at Transcendence. It's a, a big event in Sedona. And then I'm also teaching an incredible meditation retreat on the island of Molokai in Hawaii. And that is in January. It's on my website. Of course, you can always find me at the Conscious Life Expo in February in Los Angeles. And I will see you there. Absolutely. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. All right, Journeyers, you know the deal. She's got a lot of stuff out there. And by the way, I'm also going to give a plug to Gaia because you've got a show on Gaia, yes? Yeah, well, I have. I'm on several shows. I'm on Ancient Civilizations. Right. I'm interviewed by George Nori and Lisa Gar. I'm I'm one of the episodes of of Great Minds. Beautiful. Yes. So yeah. maybe we'll put a link to uh, to Gaia as well, so mm-hmm. you can find the great work of Sonia Gray. So what can I say? 
Thank I you. miss you already. No, I miss I having our our uh, chats in in the. I'm going to give a shout it, out to Hotel Football in Manchester. You got a right. great great place there, and the meals were good. <laughs> we just we broke bread together. We had a great time. So we did. We ate a lot of salad together. We did indeed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, thank you, Sonia. I so appreciate you. And as always, thank during you. years, I appreciate you too. We'll see you next time. Take care.